Thursday, February 16th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss. Justin Kelly, the pride of Glen Allen, Virginia. Jamal Cox with you tonight. Happy to be back with you. If you listen to the first app, thank you so much. And thanks again for being here tonight. Jamal, how are you? I'm doing well. No place I'd rather be. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Right back at you. We're going to start on the parenting tip tonight, Jamal. And you had a little, uh, a couple weekends ago, you were riding solo. Your lovely wife was in Vancouver. You were wrangling your six and eight and six year old, apologies. Yeah. By yourself. Uh, How'd that go for you? How'd that go for you? It was an adventure. Um, Anybody that knows or has been in that similar situation where you've had to parent for a few days, Julie was gone from Thursday until Sunday. Long haul. It's a bit of a long haul. So I had to steal myself for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it entailed a lot of uh, mental and intestinal fortitude, but I got through it. One of the first things I had to do is look at the food situation. My kids basically only eat beige carbs. So Mm -hmm. I had to load up carbo loading for the kids in preparation for this adventurous weekend. That entailed, you know, laying everything out. Okay, we're going to get Domino's one night. It's mm. going to be cheese pizza because they don't want toppings. They don't want. They don't even want the tomato sauce, honestly. Just cheese on bread, really. But... The sauce is spicy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what my kids say. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, trying to sneak in some nutrients. So I thought the tomato sauce, let's hit it. Yeah. Got a Domino, Domino's night. I killed one pizza. They killed the other pizza. That was good. Another night I was just like, okay, we'll do pasta. Maybe I can sneak some pesto in there. They probably just want butter and cheese, but I did a little pesto. It went over well. Other night, I just, you know, white flag. Got to do what you got to do. What do we always say? Survive in advance. Thank you. So PB&J was, uh, was oh, on, the, on the menu. It might have actually been, I actually recall, it might have been lunch and dinner. <laughs> a classic. Used twice. Yeah, you know, it's so nice to do it twice. Lovely. And... Yeah, I got through those. The meals was a big uh, mental load that I had to bear there. Yeah, is it ever? Is it ever? Meals is a big one. Yeah. They never stop eating, these creatures. They never stop eating. No, and they don't really show thanks either. Like, the fact that you're, you know... I mean, I always say, I'm Southern, so I was saying, I'm I'm fixing dinner or whatever. It ain't broken, but you you fix it because you're just from the South. But putting together meals and, and doing things like that, and it's just a little extra little bit. It's not difficult work to boil pot, boil water for pasta but it's just that extra thing right yeah. and then there's no gratitude yeah it's just like i am helping sustain your life giving you what you need so that you can run around and, and do things you do but it is what it is you know so this weekend the kind of the big thing on the weekend the the boss level as i like to say the the ultimate gauntlet was it's my saturday morning mm. so we have a bunch of activities planned for the Saturday mornings. And what that entails is Nico, my six-year-old, has a tennis lesson at 9 a.m. at Redacted Rec Center a few minutes down the road. Yep. You've been there. You know about that place. Mm. We'll get into that in a second. Unfortunately. <laughs> They're good people. They mean well. It's just the the ecosystem is, is a bit fraught with uh, frenetic, chaotic energy. <sighs> I'd like to say. And Saturday morning is prime time. That's peak season Saturday morning at, at that rec center. It is. I'm going to lay that out in a second why it's peak season, so I appreciate mm-hmm. you mentioning that. So Nico's got the lesson at like 9 to 9.55, if you want to be approximate. Dante, my 8-year-old, because I'm flying solo, has got to come along for the ride because he, because he has to. But then also, both of them immediately have swim lessons at 10. Nico's is from 10 to 10.30. Dante's is from 10 to uh, 11. Mm-hmm. So doing double duty here. So I, I get 
to the tennis lesson, and although there are nice instructors there, they are it is highly encouraged. I'm doing quotation fingers that none of you can see, but it's highly encouraged that the parents stick around and kind of supplement the instructor's uh, instruction, if you will. And you're a tennis guy. You're into that. Love tennis. Uh, live and breathe it. I'm into that, but you know, it's it's an, it's another thing. You kind of, I'd rather kick back and read a book or sip on some tea or something. But sure. anyway, I'm there. We get through the lesson. Um, Dante is being a great sport. He's reading for part of it. Then he starts helping out with some of the instruction and things like that. So we finish up the lesson, and then this is where it gets interesting because we've got to hustle across this parking lot in two or three minutes and get to the swim situation. So. We're moving from the tennis bubble to the the uh, the swim swim situation there. To the pool deck. To the pool deck. <laughs> and you've got to get through this parking lot. There's just cars coming in and out. People are just, like you said, Saturday morning. I think, you know, people may be a bit hungover or whatever. Like, they're just trying to survive in advance. So we're, we're scurrying across. Got to run, kind of cut through past, like, the hockey. My kids want to look at the kids skating and doing all the hockey stuff so mm-hmm. i'm like no no we gotta be there it's almost time we get to the pool deck and the way it's laid out is basically you open this this door and then there's this kind of lobby and then there's the pool deck and 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 chaos so i'm wearing a jacket dress for winter open the door immediately it's like 45 degrees Celsius. You step right into Bermuda, right? Just like that. <laughs> Boom. Maximum humidity. Yeah. And then just also the sounds of chaos. And I walk in and I had my kids. Kind of giving me like the cold sweat here. Like this. Keep going. <laughs> I had my kids. Um, because I hate locker rooms. Just get into that in a minute, but go on. Because I hate locker rooms. I had my kids. Uh, the swimsuits were on underneath the, the tennis gear. Good thinking, Dad. Thank you. So, that's great, except for when you get into this lobby that is really small, and then there's people coming and going. You got adults, the super passive-aggressive, giving you the fart face, the kind of like half-smile, just kind of like, hmm, you know, just kind of smiling at you, but not really. Nobody in there really wants to make eye contact. People just want to get in, get out, and get on with their day. That little patio area with the plastic chairs where you're talking about, that's both a sort of a chill zone chill is not the right word but it's a chill zone but it's also a changing section as well as like a thoroughfare in and out of the two or three pools there like it's a hectic space it's a real hectic space and there's only the only the one exit entrance the only the one door so. and there's always that those parents or two think they can just lean against like the door jam and they block it all up and then there's you mean uh, me <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other accoutrement of bags and gear and you know oh yeah it's it's it's, that's a tough that's bloody tough oh man so i've got the bag with all the stuff Mm. and then i've got like my novel i'm reading i've got my water bottle i'm holding a tennis racket from just coming from tennis i've got all these hands full i wish i had a a third arm third Mm. hand and the kids are immediately just infatuated and enthralled with everything else that's going on so they're not paying attention as i'm trying to strip them down and take off their shoes and everything so then i've also got the traffic flowing right by my shoulder a lot of stimuli oh yeah and at one point i say to no one and everyone at the same time this is my nightmare <laughs> one woman noticed the guy looked at me but then kind of shrugged it off oh. but it was like i wanted it to be heard i wanted some empathy yeah. 
Did she smile? Crack a smile? No. Ah. No, she's just kind of cold-hearted, probably getting on with her own nightmare as well. But yeah, that, that nightmare of fuel of that situation, was it was a reality. And the funny thing is, in looking back, it's only like two minutes of hell, but it feels like forever. Does it ever. So we get the kids in. I get to take a breath. I go up, hang out in the sports lounge, do a few things. Then I got to go back, get the one kid out. The other kid's still doing his thing in the pool. So I get the one kid out. I come back up. <laughs> I didn't want to change him because, once again, I hate locker rooms. If I had, like, a anxiety hierarchy, it would be snakes, <laughs> spiders, locker rooms. <laughs> so I'm facing my fears, trying to avoid this locker room. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can except for I'm not going to put the kid back in his uh, his underwear. I don't want him to change him from the towel right there. He's six, whatever. I'm being a little bit modest. And uh, so he's got a wet ass. Nobody really likes a wet ass, but... We go upstairs and like we sit down in the lounge and kind of just like I'm literally like sweating because as we mentioned the like the sauna so hot and we get up there and I was like oh I have your underwear do you like shouldn't ask sometimes I ask and I shouldn't ask I was like do you want to get changed up here in the lounge yeah heck yeah so I was like yeah so then we make our way over to the bathroom we change it's all good we go back downstairs get the other kid and yeah it's just like trying to put on wet socks what the fuck man he's trying to put on wet socks once again not paying attention telling me about his lesson which is great awesome backstrokes mm-hmm. slide strokes whatever michael phelps i hope you become him one day the torpedo yeah <laughs> i love him ian thorpe shout out australia yeah um so all this is happening i'm just trying to get out there and then we get out somehow some way get in the car make it over to urban grocer my favorite little spot mm. get some bread because carbs, because we got to carbo load the kids. Yep. And we make it home, and it was only about two and a half hours. Felt like about sixteen. Frick, I bet. And we made it through, and then uh, next day, my boo gets home. Everything was good, and it's kind of one of those things where you're like holding a lot of energy, and you're just like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then when you can let go, you're just like, oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So. I got through it. Little TV time for the boys when you got home. Little TV time for them so you could sort of recalibrate. Ample TV time. Yeah, have another coffee, kind of <laughs> or tea in your case, and yeah. kind of reset, recharge, face the afternoon. Yeah, man. That Just... is the, that is the key to the weekends, though. Hey, you got to like sort of bite off sections, you know, digestible sections, especially when you're riding solo like that. Yeah, that's good on you. Did did everyone have a good time? Did they have a good time at the the four activities combined? Yeah, yeah, everybody was good. That it seemed like business as usual. They weren't even really phased. That mm-hmm. it's funny when like my uh, my wife goes away, just randomly. I've already told them before she's gonna be away from X date to X date. But like middle of like the next day, just be like, "Where's mom?" It's like object <laughs> permanence kind of just is gone. Like mom permanence, it's yeah. gone. And I'm just like, she's in Vancouver. I've told you that three times today. I thought you said she was at Urban Grocer getting bread. She's been gone for a day and a half. <laughs> she went out for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, we made it through. Survive in advance, man. That was good. Um, good on you. speaking of, of getting through those kinds of situations, you, my friend, always were playing zone defense. Two on three. I want to hear about your, your parenting situation. My uh, Thanks, Jamal. My parenting situation is tough. We've got three... For some crazy reason, we decided to have a, a third child. We got a little Randy in the pandy. 
as they say and and um yeah boy is this third baby really kicking our ass man she's absolutely kicking our ass this mammal is just an absolute destructor she's just laying the boots to us (laughs) in every way that she can taking full advantage uh just the cutest thing i love her to pieces but she is just a terror terror and yeah i mean that's what i'm struggling with it's it's absolute zone defense when we're at home when we're in a social setting the baby is running amok in any way that she can so we really are like sort of putting out a fire over here running over to the other kid trying to keep her calibrated and on track it's it's a lot man it's a lot it's a lot for you oh i do not know what we're thinking but um but we're riding it out and um and she's amazing and it, it you know some of the moments are wonderful but it's there's some heavy lifting like there's just there's just simply no time like there's just no time that's that's my battle right now yeah. is that there's there's just no time with with two just speaking from my opinion with two like you still had little windows to be with your partner maybe some alone time see some pals a little bit of a social hang maybe some exercise and with three for me i'm finding that that little smidge of extra time is just whoosh, right out the window i'm hanging on by a fucking thread <laughs> And like, you know, my friends, like I'm barely getting asked to do anything anymore. Hey, do you want to come out and do this? Hey, like I'm, I'm barely getting invited anymore because I know I'm going to say no. And, 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 um, and part of me is like, doesn't love that. Like, oh, I'd still like to kind of be a little more social and do some things. But where I'm at with it now, JC is like, man, these kids are only this age, this little for so long. And especially for us jumping back into baby land. It's um I, I am trying my best to to really enjoy it, man. Like it's time goes so fast, the old cliche, but it really does. So so I'm trying really trying to enjoy it, be conscious, be focused, and and just yeah, man, just dive in with these kids of mine. They're it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I hear stories about buddies doing stuff. I'm like a couple, again, part of me thinks like, oh, that'd be fun. But in the same breath, it's like, ah, I don't really want to take any time away from family time right now like i work time is currency spend it wisely and so i really want to be there i mean and three kids is such heavy lifting like i said that i want to be around so my partner doesn't get sandbagged with it all and and quite frankly i enjoy it like rearing these children is the most important job in my life and i want to do a great job and be there for all of it so but yeah man it's it's a lot it's oh it's a lot man yeah, I'm only rocking two, so I can imagine that third. And like you said, I've, I've been around her. She's a she's a brick house, and she's into everything. <sighs> Two's the number. Three is crazy. <laughs> Someone once called me demented for having three kids, which I thought was an interesting line. She's from the North Island, so we'll let her have it. I was like, I thought about it. Like, That's really funny, but you're kind of right. You're kind of right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Just on that note, too, just talking life stuff. You want to uh, talk a little... Well, I'm kind of battling an injury right now, JC. I'm battling a little bit of an injury right now. I've had a flu game. A bit of a flu game right now. I've had a, had a day-to-day, as you would say. And um, yeah, I went in for the old, the old three-month, three-year colonoscopy today. And uh, I mentioned in the last pod when we were talking queso, which we'll get back to. Oh, and uh, how about Zadie? Just, just, <laughs> just hammering the queso at your place for Super Bowl. She had her hand in it. She was scooping and using the chips like a shovel, just shoveling it in. Just that's like my girl. Old, just like her old man. That's my girl. That's my girl. So yeah, I went in for the colonoscopy today. And um, 
hashtag men's health for those of you who haven't i highly recommend it i'm a little bit tired but it was very very well worth it feeling light feeling springy like anything it's all in the prep work and um if you haven't done it i if you're over 40 or around 40 like we are i highly recommend it it's um it's a good thing it's one of the only or one of the few proactive steps you can take to uh to keep the big c at bay and uh again i'm feeling glad i did it not too many barnacles on the hull of the boat tonight so uh <laughs> I'm feeling good. Doc was happy. I was happy. We got in. We got out. It it, it really is the prep, though, right? Like it's a full, it's a full cleanse. Yeah, it's a full cleanse. Yeah, it's a commitment. It's a full cleanse. You got to have a couple of shitty days, pun intended, to get to the the actual day and, and do what you got to do. But like you said, I I mean, you always would if you have the opportunity to know and to act if you need to act rather than not know and wonder and wonder what if yeah um it's good i'm taking from your lead i haven't done mine so you've inspired me Mm -hmm. and yeah i agree you just got to get the word out i think more people need to do it i mean there's worse things in life good on you yeah thanks man i mean i'm i'm doing it i have family history so that's obviously why i'm doing i think sort of they suggest around like 45 or 40 is sort of the number for the average bear but yeah, man, I, I just highly recommend it. It's <clears throat> again, it's one of the only things you can do, and a little cleansed feels good. You feel light, ready for spring. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Want to take a break? Let's take a break. Sounds good. on the sports gloss justin and jamal thursday night a lovely thursday evening here in little owl studios thanks for listening to us again if you're doing the dishes if you're out for a run if you're washing your truck if you've got an earbud in while you avoid your children man do we ever thank you for listening and uh giving us a few minutes of your time now in our in our first step we were we broke down the super bowl let's just touch on that a little bit jamal there's quite a game quite a lovely time over here at your place Casey wins 38-5, to a really interesting and fun game to watch for the most part. One part stands out, though, and that's that call at the end. It kind of overshadowed the rest of the game as the, uh, as the referees just sort of seem destined to interfere. Um, what did you think about that last play, that pass interference call, on Bradbury there, what did you think when you saw that play go down? How did you feel? Talk to me about it. Yeah, initially when I saw it, I thought, okay, this is a good call. Um, the first kind of live action. And then when I went back to the replay, I was like, ah, this is a soft call for such a crucial point in the game. You know, we always say that when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, you want to let them play. Let it be determined on the field and not by the refs. Let the kids play. Let the kids play. And... You know, looking back at it, Juju, uh, double move on Bradbury. He he clutched him a little bit, tried to get away with that kind of back, you know, kind of shading a certain way and trying to trying to catch one, get away with one. And the ball was overthrown by a, enough that it was – I can't call the, make the call – I don't think it's egregious, but it was a tough call at that mm-hmm. point in the game mm-hmm. because it changed everything. After that, it was basically anticlimactic, the done deal, because – you knew that Kansas City was either going to score a touchdown or just get into a, a chip shot field goal situation, which they did the clinch. I mean, it, it felt like as they drove on that on that drive when they were coming on field, it felt like they were going to get a field goal out of that. I don't like that call because 
let, again, let the players decide. And in, in our first episode, we talk about the NCAA and their over officiating of the game. This is a this is a classic case where I understand that by the the letter of the law, this is a foul. This is a pass interference call they got to make. But the ball's so far overthrown. I, I much prefer to to my eyeballs to let that contact happen between the two players and let the chips fall where they may when the pass is there. Now that pass, like you said, is six, seven feet overthrown yeah. there. Like it wasn't catchable. It wasn't catchable. So the two I mean he had his he had his sort of right hand on him, arm on him, then he had his left arm on him. I get there was a lot going on there and it is but I'm fine if they call that PI in the first quarter, yeah. second quarter, third quarter. Hell, even earlier in the fourth quarter, call that penalty. But on that drive, which is essentially the drive of the game, there's what two something left in that two minutes and something left in that game. Let the kids play in that moment. Let them decide, right? And again, the ball's so far overthrown, it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, this is professional football. These guys are monsters. These are powerhouses, and let them be like let that contact stand football's a contact game let it play i dislike that call there i think it kind of muddles the end of that game and leaves everyone with a sour taste in the mouth like look at us it's the first thing we're talking about i know in our recap and and i don't man i don't love that it shouldn't be about the officiating no i had one more point too that just was playing back in my mind thinking about it Initially, too, I, when I was looking at it, it felt like it was in that kind of buffer zone, like that, uh, that grace yards. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like it was in that that area too. And I just, this is like a, a lot of things stink about that call. And I agree. There was someone, I believe, it was on ESPN, one of the the commentators or pundits there, that said, you know, this was a situation where they had established a certain level of contact by not calling these types of things yeah, right. prior in the game, right? Like you said, yeah. And it's just like, you know, we play a lot of basketball. You know once you get those first, like, one or two touch fouls, this is how the day is going to be. Yeah, be consistent. The refs, the refereeing has to be consistent from from the first quarter to the fourth in any sport. Like, just be consistent. So the players, after a little bit of time played, understand what they're dealing with, what they can do, what they can't do. Like, th- that's, yeah, exactly. That's Tuesday Night Hoops. That's my Tier 4 Men's League hockey team. Like, that's, you got to know sort of where you stand and how it's going to be called. And and that's what pisses me off about that call. I just, just the refs, the play, the game shouldn't be turned with a referee's whistle, right? Like, yeah. let the players decide on the field. No, I agree. But that that all being said, uh, it didn't overshadow the quarterback play because both guys were balling mm. out. Hurts, mm. uh, you know, people were wondering if he was ready for the moment, biggest game of his career. Was he ever? Three rushing touchdowns, three for one, had a two point conversion clinched a, a lot of um those kind of third and short fourth and short situations that kind of rugby style quarterback sneak that uh, philadelphia's perfected use his athleticism that we talked about that he's such a runner he's he's such a physical guy with a great arm but can run and really showed both of his attributes yeah and he had even though he only had the one touchdown on the scoreline he went over 300 yards I think it was like 307 ran yeah. for like 70 i mean big decent. big numbers decent yeah yeah and, you know, there were a couple, like, bombs he had to Smith and Brown, you know, that were just put him in position later on to, to, to punch it in. It just didn't have enough. He didn't throw any picks, but he had that one fumble six, but that really wasn't his fault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great game for him. You know, some people could argue that he could have been the MVP of uh, the season, and he finished strong. And you wonder now, what is Philadelphia going to do? Are they going to sign him? Is going to get a big contract? Are they going to look elsewhere? They got to sign him after that. I mean, like we talked about, he was 
he was should have been could have been MVP of the league th- this past year regular season and he just has enhanced his portfolio going forward through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl where he balled out I yeah he's I think at this point they're going to give him the dough and they'd be crazy not to or they unless they're getting Aaron Rodgers they got to pay Jalen <laughs> right but Jalen's young and they can you know they can build a team around him where Rodgers only had a couple years left so yeah Jalen's the move pay him what he wants I agree. He's he's so dynamic, and you have only have a, such a short window typically in football. You know, and football is is not we're not in like the the past where you could have those Dallas Cowboy uh, type of you know windows and dynasties yeah, yeah. and things like that. So yeah. get it while you can. Is he a free agent after this year? Next? I think it's gonna be next. I think we're talking about like his fifth year. Mm-hmm. He's still in that rookie contract. I could be. I you know I'm easily stand corrected if I, if I'm wrong, but it's um. Yeah, I feel like it's it's just that kind of time, especially with this hot quarterback free agent market yeah. that we have this year that's yeah. kind of unparalleled in the past little stretch here. So I agree with you. They need to bring him back. No, they'd be crazy not to. Uh, what about our boy Patty Mahomes? Patty Mahomes Jr., doing what he usually does, pinpoint accuracy, just throwing darts all over the field, showing a lot of chutzpah. I said gumption in the first episode. I stand mm-hmm. by it. He looked a little slow in the first half. I'm not going to say he was feeling it out. He's too good for that. But the second half is really when they hit their stride. They got going. Kelsey made some nice catches as usual. Um, Yeah, I mean, Mahomes looked really good. And again, even with the nondescript receiving core, he's making it happen, making it happen. Yeah, he had that. He was banged up in the first quarter. Sorry, first half. And then looked good. You're like, the ankle looks like... The ankle looked good. Yeah, and then... They're down 10, but just like a killer and a horror film, Jason or whoever, yeah. he, he's inevitable. Yeah, he, he, just, he finds a way. He finds a way. You know he's coming. It's just like... You can hear him in the background. You can hear him coming. Yeah. I mean, he did it amazingly. You know, was it last year with the Buffalo Bills game where they had like seemingly no time left and, and got the job done? Yeah. And he's done it a few other times. He's special. And he showed why. He had that that run late in the game that kind of set him up for uh, you know that that play that we were just discussing with Juju. Mm-hmm. He scampered for like twenty, almost thirty yards or so. Yes, on the bad ankle, got up, was hobbling, but just had enough. He's he's a man of the moment. He rose, did what he had to do, and now you, you know you walk around second Super Bowl victory. He's an MVP again. The legacy, you know, people it's are there. already starting to talk about. You know, everybody wants to anoint him, crown him, crown him, you know. <laughs> People, people always want to crown guys, and yeah. we want we have that uh, recency bias. But who knows? At the end of the day, he could be the one with um, five, six, or seven. It's crazy. I mean, he's done. Him and Andy Reid seem like a nice match. Two Super Bowl trophies, two Lombardies already, and is on his bookshelf after five years in the league. This is this is pretty cool. This guy's obviously something special. I'm. He's really got it, and they seem to have they seem to have that infrastructure around. Andy Reid's going to stick around a little longer. Man, Kansas City, yeah, you're right. Dynasty is certainly a possibility here going forward. Yeah, kind of. How do you feel about the possibility of a dynasty briefly? I guess I'm a little, still a little bit sour because I have that Patriots taste in my mouth, yeah. which I don't love. The you know Belichick and Brady, and I don't love it. But but this could be something different. Where yeah, I could get into this. These these two characters are much more likable to me. And I mean they're they're playing really exciting football. I like watching them. I mean, like I said, Mahomes can sling it, so I could kind of get into this. I mean, they're at least going to be in the conversation for the next couple of years, barring injury, going forward. For sure, yeah. Like you said, he can make a 
average receiver good. So as long as he's still doing that and staying healthy and, and reads there, be enemies there, whoever, like just they got that infrastructure, they're, they're uh, set up for success. Yeah. Now, talked about the game, but mm. also want to talk about our girl Rihanna. Let's talk about the <laughs> halftime show. What were your thoughts about it? Ah, Rihanna, we love that. That I got a little bit of feedback. I got a little bit of feedback from some friends who listened to the first app. They're they're loving the Rihanna talk. They, Rihanna on pregnant. Like, let's start with the most <laughs> obvious question mark. The obvious thing. She she was pregnant. I want to just say I was uh, I was you were outside doing God's work, which we'll talk about in a moment. Yeah, but I was uh, watching. I was actually watching with your partner and and you know a few other friends, and immediately all the moms in the room were just like, "She's pregnant." Like they're like she's, and then they were like starting this like kind of almost like um, auction or like bid of like how many months, <laughs> and it was just amazing just to see the evolution of the conversation go from like what is she gonna sing first, who's gonna be you know if there, if there are gonna be any cameos, cameos, yeah, to just like no no no, belly watch, yeah yeah, and and that belly watch is getting hoisted different levels into the air. These <laughs> these mothers watching this pregnant woman, clearly pregnant woman, woman go up. I don't know, sort of 20, 30 feet off the air. There. She was by the end. She was way up there. She was way up there. Was she? Did she have a harness that we couldn't see? Was she strapped in? I did, at one point, I did had see she had a harness. Yeah, I think waivers were signed. I think she was she was harnessed in. I thought for a second at the end when she got up, was the uh, the performance was sort of in its crescendo and she was at her highest point. I thought. She gonna like dive off the side and sort of a harnessed in like flyby, you know, as she swung yeah, side to side in Glendale. I thought that might happen. Yeah, you never knew. It was kind of interesting because I was waiting for like a big moment. Like, I mean, the spectacle of it was 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 great. Yes, but you're almost kind of waiting. You're like, is someone else gonna come out? Is is there gonna be like a big like you know there was dancing, but she wasn't really doing her typical thing because she was pregnant, right? But um, yeah, it almost felt like. You just there was like some suspense. You're waiting for something to happen, and it didn't. But at the same time, it was significant and like a you know a fun time. She kept it clean. No cameos. Not her boo, ASAP Rocky. Not Eminem. Not um, insert any Drake. No Drake. Yeah. yeah. No CanCon that we thought she was gonna have. And she just she just played her hits and did a really nice job. I think everyone had a good feeling of it. Compare uh, Rihanna for this past Super Bowl to the previous year when we had. Um, sort of the legends from the the west coast going remember we had snoop dogg dr dre eminem in the previous year's super bowl and there was a lot of moving parts a lot of bodies coming in and out with that performance so this year with rihanna just doing it solo and and doing a great job also saying girl in the world which i appreciated that i we bet on that i hit the parlay on that <laughs> the prop bet the prop bet between the her being pregnant girl in the world i think i made a couple <laughs> of shekels made a couple of shekels on the halftime show um, and no cameos, which was it was kind of nice. It you know it was kind of nice. It was just her standing up there doing her damn thing, and she did a great job. I love it. Yeah, it was kind of like I don't need any of these dudes. I'm good. You know, I'm I'm a star doing my thing, have my moment shine. You don't know when she's gonna. You know, more than likely she won't have that moment again, right? Like typically, you don't see people do two halftime shows. So good on her. Um, I wanted to say just really quickly a moment ago you were talking about last year's show, and I just wanted to talk about the fact of this moment where i realized how old i am and how mm. things have changed mm. and also how um so many musicians have reinvented themselves so we're watching and at the as you mentioned the um snoop dog comes out snoop. and you and i have a 
I think we have a, a certain mind space of like who Snoop is and like was and, and things like that. And, and you know, he's done a lot of different things with reggae, he's done stuff with the Martha Stewart and whatever. But one of the other things he's done, if you're here in Canada, is last year he had this Skip the Dishes commercial running. Uh-huh. Skip the Dishes, if you're in the U.S. or other parts of the world, it's like a DoorDash delivery uh, service for your like your delivery takeout food orders and such. Anyway, he <laughs> he's you know just ubiquitous with these commercials. So when it seems like Snoop won't turn down a commercial. Like he's like the Samuel L. Jackson of like yeah. commercials. Yeah, are you yeah. gonna pay me some money to do something? I'll do it. Sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, we we think the same way here on the sports class too. By the way, any sponsors out there want to get in there? We're happy. I'll sponsor water, chicken, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Snoop's on there, and my kids immediately are just like, "Oh, it's the guy from the Skip the Dishes commercial." Oh, so my kids nice. associate Snoop with like not with Drop It Like It's Hot or like being the dog father or all these other just hits that hits. we know. Not the guy who like. You know, maybe murder someone. Maybe went to jail. Nice. I don't know. I, I, allegedly, I don't know. So murder all this was stuff. the case that they gave me. Exactly. So not all of that. All of that stoop that we know yeah. is more like, uh, you know, Friday night football tykes and like skip the dishes, granddad snoop vibes. So it was just really funny to just have that moment where it's just like, oh my god, this is this is hilarious. Um, I haven't heard this um, with my own ear holes, but. At um, at the aforementioned my beer league hockey team's game last weekend, some of the boys in the room, shout out to the North Island Wildmen, some of the boys in the room were talking about Snoop Dogg's got a kid's album, which apparently is quite fun. And of course he does. Shockingly uplifting and uh, <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a nice time for the kids. It's something you can play in the... In your rig when you're cruising down the road. Do you know about this? I, I briefly heard about it. Yeah. He's like an octopus. He's got those tentacles and everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I got to I gotta check out this Snoop Kids album. I got to get it going on Spotify this week. I want to see <laughs> I want to see what it sounds like. I want to see how it goes. I want a book report next week. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get that on the next pod. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, talking about one wonderful woman, Rihanna, and her performance there. We're going to slide into something a little bit more serious and let's talk about the women of the Canadian national soccer team who are sort of in the middle of this serious battle with their own federation, the Canadian Soccer Federation. Earlier today, they played the U.S. What was the score of that game tonight, Jamal? 2-0 U.S. in Orlando in the She Believes Cup. That's right. And they were wearing their jerseys yesterday in protest inside out. Their warm-ups tonight were just sort of clean purple t-shirts without any of the Canadian Soccer Federation logos on them or their sponsors, i.e. Nike, Adidas, whoever it is right now. Now, here's the rub with the the Canadian women's national team. I mean, apparently they haven't been paid in over a year. Damn. Over a year they haven't been paid. These are the language used to be carded national team players, and they are they haven't been paid in over a year. They won the Olympic gold in 2002, which we all remember. In my memory banks, that's mid-pandemic. You know, that's mid when we were still kind of hanging out at home and keeping our circles tight. And 4.4 million Canadians watched Canada, the Canadian women's team, win the gold medal at the Olympics in Tokyo. An incredible number. That is a huge rating. I remember watching that game and was totally enthralled and loving, loving every bloody minute of it. I mean, they won, which helps, but still an incredible game and journey. Super cool. This past summer... We see the Canadian, the men's national team make the Olympics, or sorry, make the World Cup for the first time since 1984. 86. 
86? Yeah. K86. I was three. Um, so... So here's the Canadian Soccer Federation with their two national teams in this great position, almost a position they've never been in before at the same time. The men's team probably got a huge payday. I saw the numbers sometime. They got they got paid really well for making it to Qatar, to that World Cup. The women's national team has been in all the World Cups and obviously did really well at the Olympics. So like never has the, should be, has been the funding this high. Corporate sponsorship, uh, sort of earnings, prize winnings in air quotes, has never been higher. And you're going to tell me that Christine Sinclair, Janine Becky, um, some of these other athletes on the Canadian women's national team haven't been paid in over a year? It's egregious. It's, it's seriously egregious. It's fucking incredible they haven't been paid. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All these women play with with club teams too. Lots in Europe, lots in North America. I mean, and some of them are making a really nice living them, living some a little bit less so. But, like, pay these athletes for frick's sakes. Like, they need to be paid. Yeah, there's no excuse. There's no reason they should not have been paid. You know, yes, they did win the Olympics gold medal. They're a top 10 team in the in the world. Even if they weren't, they should be paid, obviously, as well. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous. The U.S. women's team national team went through a similar situation uh you, you know megan rapino was really outspoken about that and she stood in solidarity with the canadian team as they're going through this whole debacle right now as alex, did alex morgan exactly uh, prior to uc berkeley mm-hmm. and they i mean it's 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 really frustrating that we're still having these conversations and we're talking about the game growing it's it's burgeoning in canada like you said like this it's so exciting it's almost like kind of like i imagine like in a sense like hockey like how you have the women's national team and the men's national team yeah, in sure. hockey or it's just, an apt comparison yeah they're both yeah. at the the pinnacle of the game and it's it's such a special moment you you have this you're growing the sport so what are we doing here mm-hmm. pay pay these athletes as you said it's it's really Stinks, and I also feel like I don't know if I can say this for sure, but I imagine that, you know, if the U.S. gets their payday, which they did, and now Canada gets payday, it's going to have that trickle down effect where it's going to, you know, if there are other national committees or what have you that are not paying at the same rate in other countries, I hope that it sets a standard, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just bigger than just these women not getting paid or not having the same amenities and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was I heard today that that they had usually for their their camps for this she believes tournament that's happening in Florida normally they have the funding to have not only all the extra staff the athletic therapists the assistant coaches normally for these camps for this particular tournament that's happening right now right now they played earlier tonight that they would have 28 players as part of their training camp 28 players they were told they can only bring 20 20 players to this camp that's a huge difference so if they want to scrimmage they, you know, if someone rolls an ankle, we're not scrimmaging. Like, hey, assistant coach, like, that's crazy. And again, the program is at at its absolute height, as is the men's program, which both fall under the umbrella of the Canadian Soccer Federation. Like, this is this is nuts, man. This is not okay. And why Canada hasn't decided to be a leader in this? And because of the success of the players and the team, Christine Sinclair, a uh, uh, woman from BC. I mean, she's the the highest scoring international player ever period full stop like support these athletes pay them the dough like 
insanity. My point about corporate sponsors earlier, I think, is really important. Like this, you would think this would be the time when corporate sponsors want to jump on like crazy. Why wouldn't they be they? Why wouldn't they want to attach themselves to this product? Like here, here, something, something is almost fishy about this. Smells a little bit off to me. Why they're now cutting costs after the men's team got a nice payday from Cutter and the shadiness of that World Cup. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's if we're going to take that money, then let's at least do something positive with it and invest it in the whole program and build it out and make all these athletes really comfortable. I mean, this is, this is crazy. And the thing about soccer, too, is with hockey, to your point, JC, I mean, hockey is a sport now that can only really be played by people who can afford to pay the cost, even at even yeah. at a even at a youth level, right? Our eldest are eight years old. It still costs a little bit of dough to play eight-year-old hockey. It still does. Soccer, the costs are less. It's obviously the most. It's the biggest sport on the globe. Yeah, and so even more reason why we need to see these athletes everywhere in every country, especially here in Canada. And yeah, man, it's just. It's egregious. I'll attest to that. Visual representation is huge. Like me being a minority, I know to see people like, for example, President Obama, see someone achieve a high status or uh, prestige, power, whatever you want to say, and to have that, just seeing that does so much for people's dreams and hopes and belief in themselves and then their community. Mm -hmm. So I think that is another essential component. Like you said, if we're seeing you know, a huge um, ad for um, Alfonso, excuse me, Alfonso Davies on BMO, mm-hmm. you know, um, why not um, his partner, uh, Jordan Haitema, or like you said, Christine Seclair, like give them their flowers, you yeah. know, like let's, let's do that. You have three girls at home. I think they would love to see these role models achieving things and people that they can relate to nationally you know totally. just yeah your point about representation is is spot on you know that's something that if we can get a li- even a little bit deeper here for a second i gotta be honest man that's something i never thought about as a as a just a white kid growing up in a white actually a white boy growing up in central vancouver island beautiful spot again shout out to black creek when i had my three girls all of a sudden I, that's when the idea of representation really hit me. Now, I don't know if that's, sorry, I got sidetracked there. So now whenever I find an NCAA college women's game on, I want to watch that. I'm interested in that. I want them to see that. That's why something like the Olympics winter or summer is so wonderful because all these athletes are represented of every different shape and size that have every different skin tone imaginable across our country, which is so cool. Both men and women from everywhere so so yeah now that i have these my wonderful three daughters who mean everything to me like i want them to watch that soccer game i want them to watch these women excel in this super intense powerful moment like let's let's have that from every sex like let's do that so watching they would say to me we'd be watching sports and they'd say you know early on they'd say like daddy when are the when are the girls gonna play and so I think it's so wonderful, as you said, when we see we have visual representation of that on our screens in person, man, it just it's just inspiring to the next generation, both little boys and little girls. And it, it means a lot, man. It means a lot. It also sort of breaks down some of those barriers like, hey, look, yeah. everything's on TV. Every everybody's interested in this because it's really important. The Canadian women's national team winning the Olympic gold was an incredible game an incredible run swept up the country. It was fantastic. Yeah. Give them what they need, give them what they want and let's 
keep the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. With Mm -hmm. that, let's take a break. Let's take a break. History Month, Valentine's Day, and All-Star Games. The NHL, NFL, and NBA all have their All-Star Weekends in the month of February. The biggest and best of them all is is coming up this weekend in Salt Lake City, the NBA All-Star Game. Before we get into that, I want to talk about Justin's disdain for All-Star Weekend. The floor is yours. Ain't got no time to party on the weekend with the All Star Game, man. I've got I have zero interest in any any actual All Star Game. Now, some of the events I'm I'm very much into, but I I don't want to watch more than three seconds of the NHL All Star Game. I'll watch the last three minutes of the NBA All Star Game if it's close. But I, I don't want to see anything in the first three quarters. I don't. I, maybe the introductions. I like uh, the introductions are kind of neat, and I used to watch those when I was a kid. But the 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 atmosphere, the intensity, the desire to be there. All these guys are hungover, super hungover. <laughs> and um, I'm not watching the NFL, which doesn't even really the Pro Bowl doesn't even really have a game anymore. Now it's just sort of a series of events because. Someone's going to get hurt, and that's not – no owner's going to like that. It looks – I watched a bunch of stuff on that weekend. Sorry to interrupt, but it, it looks a lot like they're just trying to, like, do what basketball is doing with yeah. all of these different, you know, skills competitions, and then they do the flag football. So I agree with you. Go ahead. No, the skills comp makes more sense, especially in football, just with the physicality of it. But, I mean, it's like, the you know, to compare it to another physical sport, the NHL All-Star Game, like, I have no – they don't hit. They're not really trying. They're not even skating. They, You know, the ref, like, drops the puck, and then everyone just sort of stands around, <laughs> which never happens – which never happens in a real hockey game, right? I would rather watch an exhibition game in the NBA or the NHL – or the NFL, even the NFL. Now, I would never spend any time watching any of those three, but if you gave me the choice between the All-Star game and an exhibition game, preseason game, where players are trying to make the team, trying to get a contract, trying to make the next step up, I would much rather watch that when we people are actually trying yeah. than, than an All-Star game where no one really gives a shit unless it's close down at the end, down towards the end, and... Man, it's just come on. It's, there, there's nothing there. There is nothing there. Are there any fixes for you? Like, could like hockey throw in like an enforcer like battle kind of goon style fight weekend or something? Like, jokes aside, like, is there anything that would bring your eyeballs to the TV for the, any of those events? Any changes? I'll watch the skills. I will check out the skills in all event in all the sports. But the actual game for me, I think. That ship has sailed. I think that's geared towards maybe the younger crowd. Like I said, when I was a kid, I quite liked them, but now it doesn't do anything for me. Nothing, nothing. It's distasteful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll agree with you about NHL and and as well NFL. I did watch a little bit because I'm just they, the the football league. They just got me. I just I'm just fucking take all my money. I'm just I know that you guys are doing a lot of wrong things, but. 
you hooked me at an early age. Yeah. I'm still sucking on the teeth. Yeah. I got to watch it, it's, even if it's on in the background. So I did watch some of it, and some of it was amusing or whatever. But like you said, it was in Vegas. Like, these guys are not engaged. <laughs> they were probably doing a lot of things the night before, planning, thinking about what they're going to do that night. That night. They've so, already spent whatever they're getting paid for the weekend. Like, the, <laughs> the check for making the All-Star team, it's already gone yeah. at 4 a.m. <laughs> Last night I took an L, but tonight I bounced back. <laughs> I woke up in beast mode! <laughs> for sure. But um, I don't really care for those, but I do like the NBA All-Star Weekend. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to Vancouver. I'll be with my family, so who knows how much time I'll have to really invest in it. But traditionally, this is the one that gets me up for it. Mm-hmm. Like You're going to watch You're gonna watch three and a half quarters of that game, two and a half quarters of that game, <laughs> if you had the time? And the, and the viewing capabilities, capacity? So, possibly, yes, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I like the whole model they moved to a few years ago. I think it was 2018 where they said the winners are going to get individually, or each, I should say, $100,000 for winning. I think that's kind of up the ante a little bit. And wait for me, you're making a face, but I'm going to tell you another reason why. Okay. They, I like the whole, the... Fans can, you know, vote for the top starters, even though, come on, Zion, I played more games than Zion this year, so right. that is what it is. But mm-hmm. the fans vote for that those guys, and then they have the team captains, and no one's, I mean, I'm always going to remember all that shade last year with uh, LeBron and Kevin Durant and, like, you know, not picking James Harden and it being live on TNT with the guys we love. Right. So it's it's got, like, just a little bit of theater to it, and that brings me to it. And then... I like this Elam ending, man. Started with what's that? What's the, the, the Elam ending? Started with the basketball tournament, um, which is we can get into that. I think in the summer when it comes up. But anyway, it's it's really creative. So basically, you get to a point in the fourth quarter, and, I, and I'm gonna fudge a few things here. I'm not sure exactly what triggers it, but they get to a point where they turn the clock off, and based on the score, they just say this is the final score. So let's they, say they play to a point. Exactly. So maybe it's 157 to 163. Mm-hmm. We're going to play to 172. So it's kind of like almost our like Tuesday run or something. We're playing a seven, except for obviously like some team has probably got the lead or whatever. That's just... the only difference between our Tuesday run and the NBA All-Star <laughs> game. That's the only difference. I mean, there's some high-level skill out there. You know, some nights I go out and I'm like 30% from three-point range. I just keep shooting because shooters are going to shoot and Eventually they're gonna drop, and nobody, nobody on Tuesdays is really gonna like get in my grill if I'm missing four. Shoot or shoot, man. That's why I whisper in here, shoot it. Yeah, the older I get, the the deeper my range gets, and the more the less I like to go the hole. So <laughs> I'm just gonna be cut popping those twenty two footers. And speaking of Dame Lillard, speaking of Dame Lillard, hey man, heck yeah. I you know there's a few differences between me and Dame, but I, I like the mentality. I go for it. You know, game's the same. I'm past half court. It's a green light. We can go. Let's get it up. <laughs> so, yes. I like that. The Elam ending, it's, it adds a little bit of spice to it. You can see guys start, actually start to, to D up a bit in the yeah. fourth quarter. But like you said, you don't really need to watch the first three quarters and, like, you know, Steph Curry's trying to make 15 threes and, and a half or something. Yeah. I love him, but it is a, it's a bit slow. But I do like the, in the NBA All-Star Weekend a bit, and the game is, is engaging. But you're, I, like you the sa- I like NBA Saturday night. I like NBA Saturday night. Uh, just a quick point on what you just said. I guess that's, to my eyeballs, what I don't like is when I see 
like four feet of space between a guy with the ball and his his the guy checking him. There's like four or five feet, and he's kind of standing there with his arms down, like, <laughs> "All right, do your thing." And then when we get down to the other end, back up, let me do my thing. Right? It's there. I don't know, man. There's just it's yeah, there's, just, it's a show. It really is just a show. I yeah. Guess, there's right? there's like you know guys throwing the ball off the glass and catching it for dunks and like you know alley oops and wild stuff and you know people trying to do stuff yeah john Morant just play, john Morant just plays like his normal game yeah true and true can't really tell the difference true <laughs> um let's talk nba saturday nights yeah what do you like about the nba saturday night three-point contest dunk contest let's talk about what's happening this weekend and then let's move to historically what are you looking forward to this weekend with the nba saturday night which in my opinion is the highlight of any all-star weekend event festivities i agree a lot of people think that there's like slam dunk uh, fatigue now that like we've got youtube and you see so many guys just doing different things you can go back to like the n1 days but i still get up for it i love the dunk contest me too the three-point contest particularly this this iteration this year is engaging and i think i might be more partial to that just because i like the names that we we got working with i'm looking at Therese halliburton tyler hero buddy hill uh herder from sacramento kevin i think so i think so too yeah redhead yes. i think so yeah atlanta should have never let him go but that's a whole other conversation um the aforementioned dame lillard just got hello hello range for oh. for days and days and days and then uh Big year for Laurie Markkinen. He's at home in Salt Lake City for the... What a fun place to have All-Star Weekend, hey? <laughs> Just talking about being in Vegas or the NHL All-Star Game was in Florida. Get ready, fellas. We're going to SLC. Ooh. Home of the aptly named Jazz. <laughs> Let's find a fun Friday night in Salt Lake City. Dude, I feel like I want to do a whole segment or a pod on just like teams that have moved to different cities but kept the old oh, names like that don't fit. That just don't fit. Like, like the, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh god, we're gonna talk about the Memphis Grizzlies definitely in the future. But Memphis Grizzlies, Utah Jazz, Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I mean, what are we doing here? There was that point where I was like, Los no. Angeles, land of a thousand lakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So. But yes, like my guy marketing, marketing having a great year. You know they were supposed to be tanking, but they forgot mm-hmm. Julius Randle from the Knicks, and then number zero, Tatum. Jason Tatum's having a great year. He, he's so good. He's even injuring his own players, and just to make the, you know, make the games more difficult. See if he can play better. Is he injuring more. his own players? I didn't see that. He uh, he broke Jalen Brown's face. What? Yeah, it was an accident, oh. but. It happens. Is Jalen Brown out? Go Bears. He's out. Um, he like broken play. nose, broken nose, or something. I, don't know. I think it's maybe like a facial orbital, um, orbital bone. I always love the orbital bone, yeah. but yeah, he's got a phantom of the opera thing going now. But he didn't play last night. They were they were really hemmed up. But I think he'll be back soon. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. their coach just got the interim tag taken off. Right? I love it. Yeah. Young black coach uh, stepping in in the midst of complete chaos, controversy, and doing a great job steadying the ship. They're Arguably the best team in the league. Um, who in those three-point contestants are you excited about watching? Who are you picking? Oh, oh, one second just while we're talking. Who are you picking? By the way, you owe me a Canadian, Elizabeth, a Canadian 20 Damn. for the uh, for the bet made on the Super Bowl where I gave you the pick. You chose the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. Get the money on the table. Can I start a tab? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Well, Let's start a little, 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 little kitty for the to fund the pod. I love it. Yeah, we can we can put some money on this weekend too. Make it interesting. Um, and just one more quickly as an aside, man, they must have been rioting in Philly. We talked about the veracity of the Philadelphia fans when they lost that Super Bowl on Sunday in Philly. They must have been. Oh boy. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. Ooh, I wouldn't have been outside. Boy, no, I would have just. Just it was there was some chaos for sure. I saw a clip on Twitter of a police officer greasing a lamppost <laughs> in downtown Philly because you know those Philadelphians love to climb a lamppost, shake it, yell, throw can- empty cans of beer. Shout out the Yingling, like do whatever they can, right? Like I saw I saw a Twitter clip of a, a, a uniformed police officer with like a, a long handled paintbrush <laughs> greasing. Greasing poles is what he was doing. He was greasing poles. You do the same thing with Zadie. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. I'm actually starting to do that on like some of the furniture to keep her down. You got to climb her. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to go up there and break your leg? Ah, oh, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. That's an aside. Uh, who, do you, who are you looking forward to watching, this sh- watching shoot in the three-point contest? Who are you picking? Your thoughts and feelings on it. The contestants, please. You know, I don't like Halliburton's form on his shot. Mm. Can't go with him. I don't mm. like Hero. We can talk about that another day. Just don't like him. <laughs> Healed. Um, Halliburton can't. Uh, sorry, uh, Tyler Hero can't swim. Hey, He's not a swimmer. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. He can't swim. That's like the only thing we have in common. <laughs> go on, please. Buddy Healed. I like his form. I like him. Yeah. Um, Herder's got a, like a pure wet shot too. Lillard, that's my guy. Markinen, respect. Randall, respect. I love Tatum's form. I think he hit his 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 release is a bit long. A little long. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, talk about a quick release. It's a uh, pew pew. Dame Dame Lillard. Yeah. I think that I want I want Lillard to win. I lived in Oakland for a bit. Got obviously he's got ties from there. He's from there. He's just like a went to Weber State. Went to Weber State. I know. Dame Lillard went to Weber State. He'll be right at home in Utah. Jeez, jeez. How yeah. come he didn't go to a, a more premier school than Weber State? The great question. Somebody messed out. I, why couldn't the Cal Bears come home? The aforementioned Cal Bears. Jeez, Louise, right in your backyard. Yeah. Anyway, just gems. Um, but yeah, Lillard. That's my guy. I'm, I'm, gonna, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna root for him. Yeah. But I'm gonna pick. Herder. Herder, the redhead. We think we <laughs> yeah. think named Kevin. Likely named Kevin. Yeah. Kevin the redhead. Okay, I'm writing you down for 20. You're going to double down on your bet with me. You're going to put another Canadian green 20 on it. Yep. And we'll see what happens. I like um I like that Jerome Randall's in the contest. Ju- Julius Randall. Jerome Randall being, sorry. Yeah. Julius Randall. I like to see the big man in the competition, the New York big man. Yeah, lefty. Lefty. Always nice to see a lefty. Um. Yeah, Tyler Hero would be the popular choice here. I'm going to take Bahami and Buddy Heald Ooh. in the um, in the three point contest. I think he can get hot. Uh, playing in Sacramento, kind of overlooked. I like Buddy Heald, a great college player at Oklahoma. I'm rolling Buddy Heald. I think he can get hot. Obviously, the showstopper is Dame. Yeah. When Dave comes comes out there, if he catches fire like he can, I mean, as we spoke about today on the phone, as soon as he crosses half, he's got the green light, and he is well within his range to do whatever it is he deems fit. Like, that's fine. Dame Lillard crosses half. Put it up. Um, and nobody does it with more swag. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, 
and in the playoffs and when it matters most, obviously an event like this is just for fun and a couple of bucks, but in the playoffs, Dame Lillard is worth, worth the price of admission. Worth the price of admission. Agreed. Game time all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but this is a fun roster. I mean, you know, you could argue Halliburton's got a lot of buzz. They're sort of saying he's one of the pieces in Indiana they're building around, aside from the two young Canadians. But, um, yeah, I'll go with Buddy Heald. It should be interesting. I'm into that. I like the three-point contest. It's kind of fun. What about the dunk contest? Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. Shaka attack. <laughs> Great line. Love it. Dunk contest. We got Kenyon Martin Jr., mm. Trey Murphy the third. I like Troy Murphy, former Golden State Warrior. Troy Murphy, not to be confused yeah. with. Go on. Notre Dame? Lefty? Yeah. Yeah. Blonde? Yeah. Married to a tennis player. Oh, Good for him. Yeah, married to a tennis player. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, we'll look it up in the next break. I'll look up the tennis player he's married to. Please go on. Love it. And then Jericho Sims. Uh, Who's big, that? Who's Jericho a, Sims? He's a big kid. He's like, I don't even know uh, much about him really, but I've, I've seen a couple of Knicks games, and he's a rim runner, probably 6'8", 6'9"-ish, long, um, gets up quick. He's got one of those second jump guys where you just like, you see him, the second jump, it, it, there's no deficit. Stromile yeah. Swift vibes? For yeah, uh, yeah. Jericho Sims? I like it. Yeah, I can see Stromile Swift. Um, he's got a cool little like kind of natural afro going as well. So like he's going to be interesting. It's always interesting with the big guys in the dunk contest because mm-hmm. you're kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's I feel like there's more of a lean to the, the smaller guys because they've got to they hang in the air a little longer or what have you. Visually, it sort of looks cooler. Exactly. And yeah. we'll talk about that in a moment. But this is my guy. I'm going to go with him. He's the only white guy. <laughs> in there i'm just gonna say that first a pride of i believe gate city virginia i know he's a virginian down there in the southwest corner near tennessee and west virginia but mac mcclung georgetown texas tech lakers i think now he's a philly dude and he gets up man he he was famous in high school just for youtube clips of him just was he ever jamming he's maybe like six two six three ish so he's got ups and he's a virginian like you yeah, man. Went to Georgetown, played one or two years under Pac- Patrick Ewing, and Patrick Ewing's first, I think, started with Patrick Ewing at the same so. time. Yeah. And then transferred to Texas Tech yep. for a year or two. I think one, played okay in their tournament run that year. Yeah. When Chris Beard was still the coach, now out at Texas, but he was the coach of Mac McClung at Texas Tech for a while. <laughs> and he's getting the call up from the G League. Yep. To, uh, to get in the dunk contest, to get some more eyeballs on him. Because, as you said, he's a bit of a, a YouTube legend. He's um, he's clickbait. He is clickbait. And he's just cool. He's swaggy. He's just got a vibe about him. Who is he property of in the NBA now? Who's he? He used to be with the Lakers. Now he's playing with... 76ers, I believe? 76ers. Yeah. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had that like cup of coffee with the Lakers, and I thought it was going to stick. But, me too. You know, we, we talked about LeBron and how bad of a GM he is. So yeah, he wanted him out. Yeah, get this guy out of here. <laughs> huh. huh? But uh, yeah, I think Matt could could make some uh, make some some heads turn or what have you. I think he could make some inroads and, and have a good good night out. I'm going to go with him. Yeah, he's the um, he would be you'd think sort of the fan favorite. Maybe maybe the voting. They favorite. are in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well put and very accurate. Very accurate. Um, nice to see Kenyon Martin Jr. there. We remember we talked about Scotty Pippen Jr. in the last step. <laughs> we be. talked about Scotty Pippen Jr. in the last step. Nice to see Kenyon Martin Jr. in the in this dunk contest. Actually, he was watching him play the other night. He runs like his old man. Oh yeah, yeah. He made a bucket. 
And I saw him run down the court, and if you remember Kenyon Martin, he always had the headband and the high socks and, like, just a beast, right? Super yoked. And the way he used to run down the court, I can remember that. And when I watched his son run back on D the other night, I could sort of in the shoulders I could see him. He ran cool. like He ran like his old man. It was great. Does he have – didn't Kenyon have, the, like, the uh, lipstick tattoo? That's or right. Kid, yeah, like, on did. the arm? The son got that or no? Uh, I don't think so, but uh, we'd have to check that. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get the team working on it. Can you run out a couple other tats, too? I remember. Yeah, I had a few. Yeah, I had a few. Um, I'll go with, I mean, Mac McClung's juicy. Um, I'll go with Jericho Sims. I'll take the big man. He'll probably get dumped in the first round because it is so hard for them to win. But I'll go with Jericho Sims. What I, who I really wanted to see in this, JC, who I really wanted to see in this, was London, Ontario's own Shaden Sharp. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to see Shaden Sharp in this Doncast dunk contest for some reason he's not in it i don't know if he's hurt i don't know if he pulled out because he didn't want to do it or maybe the blazers asked him not to if you don't know shaden sharp go look him up he he was with he spent a year at kentucky never played a game only practiced with kentucky shaden sharp from london ontario where i spent eight months once in london ontario that's a different pot um he only practiced when he was at kentucky he never played a game he got drafted by uh, the portland trailblazers in the first round and again look his clips up this fucking guy can jump he is so athletic he he flies high he hangs out for a while he had maybe has a beverage (laughs) then he dunks the ball like the guy is Legit. So I was my highlight of this. I was really looking forward to him. He's playing some minutes for for Portland. He's having a pretty pretty decent rookie season. He's getting some burn. He's having some good games. Some 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 growing pains as well. But man, he, for me, I was really looking forward to Canadian Shaden Sharp being in the dunk contest and just like letting the world see his ups because they are something, guy. No, Shaden Sharp. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll be blessed next year. I don't know why he's not doing it. I'll come across. Uh, clips of Shaden Sharp on Twitter, and they really do like take your breath away. Like he's up there, like dude, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like ballers ourselves. We know how hard that is. Oh, and yeah, just seeing the athleticism with these guys, this is what makes it like the the you know high point of the weekend, high point of the All Star season, as you yeah. said. Just the creativity, the ability. Yeah, and you need you need guys like that who have that kind of bounce to really. I mean. You yeah, know, if you've got Caucasian hips like me, you're not getting off the ground <laughs> like that, right? But cats like Shaden Sharp, whoa, man, it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. So let's slide into some some historical moments in the dunk contest or or heartfelt moments with nostalgia attached. Who are some of your highlights thinking back on the dunk contest, dunk contest when you were a kid? Oh man, this is a great question. I'm glad you asked. It's dunk contest is such a seminal thing in my life. I. I just recall so many times like kind of like i I remember when moments you know like just watching on the saturday night just beating that curfew a little bit sometimes if it it started a little bit late my dad would give me the 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 hall pass and it would start late on the east coast in the state of virginia it would start late yeah it does um you know one quick thing it's interesting i've lived on the west coast for total of probably about 13 years of my 43 in my life and it's interesting the viewing experience like for mm. example a sunday is so much more different during football season here than at home because i wake up you know do whatever it is games are on at 10 Jeez. instead of one and then you can, i can stay up and actually watch the final game of the of the night the sunday night football game as opposed to 
I lived on the East Coast. I was usually in bed, school night, baby. Got to get back to, to work the next day. It's crazy to me how late the games start over there. How kids, we were talking about kids watching games earlier, but how they watch, you know, like one that comes to mind is the NCAA title game on those Monday Ugh. nights. They start at like 6.09 Pacific. That's 9.09 Eastern for freaking out loud. That's we're, crazy. We're going to come back to this. For Fox March, Creek. That's late. In our March Madness talk, we're definitely talking about this. I never really I'm not staying up that late for no. that. No way. No. And putting it on a Monday night is just shambles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but um, Back to the dunk contest. Back to the dunk contest. So many good moments. As a little guy, I'm a, I'm about 5'10"-ish. And... I used to love. I'd seeing, give you five eleven. Thank you. I used to love seeing Spud Webb. Oh yeah, all five six of him. Why? Well, that's what makes Mac McC- part of Mac McClung's appeal. He's sort of a shorter human. Go on, Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Spud Webb was five seven. Okay, yeah, about five seven. I mean, I think he's Lionel Messi size. He's mm. not that big, you know. Mm-hmm. And seeing things, him throwing it off the glass, catching it, doing all those things. You know, nowadays we look and we kind of be like. Okay, it's whatever, but like when you think about the fact that the guy is like five six, that's wild. The stuff that he was doing back yeah. then, and the fact that he was even in the league, him and Muggsy Bogues, and yeah. you know, there's a few other guys too. I know that have been below five ten. Anyway, yeah, so Muggsy, seeing, Bo- Muggsy Bogues five three, which is nuts. Former Raptor. Can you? Yeah, we, we'll talk about this another time. Mm-hmm. But just the the athleticism and the the, uh, the mental aspect of the game too to be fearless. To trust yourself in those situations being that size amongst mm-hmm. all the, the tall trees and giants mm-hmm. spud you know always got to give mj from the free throw line that that moment i mean the freaking the, the jump man logo yeah yeah <laughs> what else you got to say so many moments i used to love even i've seen clips of that recently like you know rewatching last dance and just like the gold chain dangling too like young mj with the gold chain yeah just the like swag like yeah. just so many things like that like i feel like that was another aspect of it because you watch basketball and you're seeing guys kind of in a certain context and then you see him kind of hanging out for the weekend vince carter mm-hmm. i mean rocking the and ones it's over ladies the, and gentlemen it's, it's over. over just rocking the raptors jersey yeah. doing so much for canada and that's one of the things did that, it ever yeah so those guys really stand out to me. There's a, there's a bunch of others, but those are the guys I really gravitate to. There's a few other guys we'll talk about in a moment, but those are the guys. Anybody for you that you think about when you recap? mostly I th- mostly I think about Vince. Mostly I think about Vince, and it's over. That was in the Bay. I, I loved um, Isaiah Ryder and the East Bay Funk Dunk. If you remember, he put the ball through his legs. Oh yeah, cocked that joint back and banged it on him. Isaiah Ryder with the East Bay Funk Dunk. Uh, Vince, MJ from the free throw line, Brett Barry with the full warm-ups on, running down the court and jumping from the free throw line. Bones with that one. That was interesting. I don't remember that. Oh, no? He didn't didn't take his warm-up off. He's playing for the Sonics or maybe the Rockets at the time. Yeah, Brent Barry. Little stretch. Yeah, yeah. And and he started at one end of the court, ran all the way, and then he jumped from the free throw line. Um, Yeah. That's the problem with the dunk contest. Sometimes it's like these iconic moments that we're just talking about and other times it kind of fizzles and flops and doesn't, yeah. you know and which is just the nature of the beast a little bit but it doesn't quite have that that zing or that show-stopping moment yeah that was um blake griffin jumping over the kia was cool that was really cool yeah i like that that was kind of neat yeah jason Dr. richardson yeah jay rich oh our homeboy do you remember uh stoudemire amari stoudemire 
throwing the ball off the glass and Steve Nash heading it. That's right. To him using those soccer skills. That's and then, right. Then Amari uh, put it down. Yeah, that was a special moment. Those are always cool, like guys jumping over like Shaq or like other legends and yeah, stuff yeah. is always fun too. And always dicey too when they pull pull the the legends out of the crowd or a, a just a happenstance bystander or heaven forbid a cheerleader and they go to jump over them and it's like, oh man, is this going to go okay? Is this going to go? Is Blake Griffin going to get off the ground or is he going <laughs> to clip his toes on the side of the Kia and totally face plant and eat shit on the other side right like which could happen because as we've been oh, saying man. these guys are out the night before having a good time <laughs> they might not be at 100 percent. you know what i'm saying though it's i'm with you yeah it's certainly possible. possible who are the judges oh we didn't talk about harold minor baby jordan he was with the miami heat back in the day he had a couple of moments yeah man early miami miami heat early lefty usc pride of inglewood um, I remember playing uh, Harold Miner on NBA Jam on my Sega Genesis, oh, nice. and he was like the, one of the best players, and that was where my gaming career ended. <laughs> he was so smooth. That's a good way to go out, by the way. That's going yeah. out on top. But um, yeah, man, speaking of him, he's one of the judges this year. Really? Yeah, I love it. He's a judge. Um, Lisa Leslie, I'm forgetting someone, but the other big name is talking about the history of dunk competitions is Dominique Wilkins is the other other judge. Neek. Hmm. The windmills, the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks yeah. twenty one jersey, yeah. just synonymous. Like you know, all those kind of hard dunker, powerful dunker. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. I think feel like he's like more of like a two foot guy. You know, some people jump off one. Yeah, yeah, and like right. he kind of good point. Yeah, and it was like him and Jordan there for a stretch. I felt like where the guys competing when like you see the elite guys doing it, doing it, doing yeah. the dunk contest. Yeah, and they were going at it back and forth. Yeah, that was one of the things I remember. Even though he was a bridesmaid, I was always. Yeah. Really, he was impressive. Him. Yeah, and the the all this is happening in Salt Lake City, like we talked about, and so is the dunk contest. Any other uh, Utah Jazz dunking legends going to be there? Greg Ostertag won't part of this. <laughs> Sean Bradley, who probably never played for the Jazz, but is a he's, he's a white a, Mormon, so I'm including him in this. He might be on a mission this weekend. Um, I think that you cued me up really nicely because Carl Malone the mailman I think is the other judge is he? yeah I think they had to have a hometown guy in there like his dunk was always weak but like kind of behind I mean it's I know he's like the whatever the third uh, top scorer in NBA history or whatever but there's always kind of something with me that kind of rubbed me kind of the wrong way with him didn't like it mailman Carl Malone had five kids all named like a derivative of Carl (laughs) two two Carl juniors like a Carly Carlita Crazy, man. Like, it had five or six kids, and it was all, like, Carlia and, like, Carlu. Like, crazy names, but all all derivatives of Carl. First name, Carl something. He's been hanging out with George Foreman. That's right. We should have done that. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to the this weekend. I, I think it'll be an interesting weekend. Dunk contest should be good. We'll see what happens with your favorite thing, the NBA, the the, uh, the actual All-Star game. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great weekend, and yeah, should be fun. See if we can, I can prove you wrong about how you feel about it. Let's well, see. another twenty bucks on the board, so we'll see how that goes for you next week. That concludes episode two of the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Thanks for joining us. Look for us every Friday. We're going to try to have new episodes out every Friday. Find us on Instagram at the Sports Gloss T H E S P O R T S G L O S S and. We'll see you next time.